0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool, you're listening to L.A. Talk
1: Radio. You're listening to The Power of Love Show, only on L.A. Talk Radio.
2: Welcome to The Power of Love, sponsored by the D.D. Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. We believe that through the power of love that nothing is impossible with love on your side. I am TJ Jackson, and with me I have two brothers, both my brothers, Taj and Terrell Jackson.
0: What's going
3: on? Hey.
2: How are you guys? Eh. Eh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we are live on the Power of Love show. If you're listening to us right now, thanks for joining us. Um we are going to open from the get go the Twitter handle, which is at DDJ Foundation. At DDJ Foundation, if you feel more comfortable calling in, uh, please do so. 323 203 815. But we are opening up the phone lines and the Twitter immediately. Um, with that said, we are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who, who have experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it and we love to uh, share what we've learned from it. Uh, We like to share our opinions in an attempt to help you overcome whatever it is you are going through. Saying that, if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Don't just rely on us. Today's date is January 29, 2020, and we are three days removed from uh, Sunday the 26th where Kobe Bryant along with his daughter Gigi and seven others lost their life in uh, a a horrific tragedy and a helicopter accident. And um, I I think it's one of those shows where maybe we just go straight into it instead of talking about our weeks. If you guys are okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know I can only imagine, I know how, I think I know how you are, have been Terrell mm-hmm. and Todd, you probably somewhat similar, but I think I know how you Terrell were. It. It, it's just eating you up yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I haven't been able to shake it myself. So I know you really haven't been able to mm-hmm. shake it. Cause you think even more so when it comes to this stuff than me, uh, how are you doing?
4: Ah, uh, well, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Um, on so many different levels um so many different levels it's it's difficult loss is never easy um bree and i we did a show i think maybe th- three shows ago we talked about sudden loss versus you know loss when when you're you're uh, aware that it's mm-hmm. coming um but this is this is just uh this is really difficult and I think it's it's on so many different levels just, just, uh, for me. And then also, uh, for the world, I think, um, I'll start by saying already Mm -hmm. because it's Grammy weekend. Um, it was Grammy weekend already. I was kind of, for some reason, every time the Grammys come around, I think about Whitney Houston because Mm -hmm. that was another sudden Mm -hmm. loss. And, um, I was kind of already in that mindset because the Grammys are coming, you know, and there's Grammy parties, and I just remember, and I always think of Whitney around that time um and uh I was on the phone this was the day of the um the tragic accident. I was on the phone with someone and and i I got your text it was you you text Taj and I, and um I think it was something like I can't believe the news and I um got off the the phone call and I called you and right away I knew somebody had passed because I was just in that mindset and uh, when you said it was Kobe I was just man it uh I I don't know it's just hard to it's sudden loss is very very difficult you know and um, I think it being Kobe just anybody but but with Kobe um being in LA and and being a sports fan and being a Lakers fan um there was just a magic about Kobe mm-hmm. um not whether 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 you are a fan of Kobe's or the Lakers or not mm-hmm. you you respected the guy mm-hmm. you any any team would love to have him on their team um because he was different and yeah. he he symbolized um and I was talking to Casey about this downstairs. He symbolized life in a sense, you know. And I think, I think the reason why LA, um, beyond losing someone, is we felt Kobe was our our family was part of our family. We watched we watched him at a very early age. He be, he turned pro right out of high school. They don't allow you to do that anymore. So mm-hmm. right out of high school, he was he was out in the world pro- playing professional basketball. And you knew he had this something about him where he wanted to be the best basketball player ever, or at least in that conversation. And um, that's very gutsy for for a kid coming out of high school yeah. playing with men. And, you know, a lot of people knocked him for it, and he just kept this drive. And we got to see him um, struggle at times. You know, I think about... Uh, that I, and I remember I was at, I was at Auntie Lourdes's house mm-hmm. in Woodland Hills. I remember he missed the, the three pointers against Utah mm-hmm. and they lost and he airballed them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but he wasn't afraid to take them. So You're there was Auntie Lourdes then? Yes. You oh. were with us. <clears throat> we we're all there. I don't think I yeah. was. Yeah. I
2: remember that. I thought yeah. I was at a restaurant in no, Woodland no, no. Hills.
4: No, no, no. Um, you were there. Um, because we were talking about it, but um, he would airball. He airballed them, yeah. and and it was one of those things where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not there yet, kid, type mm-hmm. of thing. But he didn't. He had this mentality that that was the right thing, and he would do it over and over if he needed to. But you, you saw, you know, you just went through this journey with him, his ups and downs, and um, you just you just could relate with him, and then and then for LA, all the championships. You know, all of those, uh, you know, whether you were a fan or not, you could not ignore his presence because he was so great.
2: And and I'm a Spurs fan. So I was, Mm -hmm. I wasn't like Kobe's the greatest basketball player. I was, you know, that wasn't, but like you said, there was something that was magical about him. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a, a a confidence, a, a coolness. Um, and as he got older, I started liking him more and more, um, because and I'm just saying from the outside. Yes, because you could see the joy he had in retiring mm-hmm. and his post retirement life. Well rounded, well rounded. And it was something that anyone can aspire to in any field is as, as finding that balance between chasing perfection and chasing family and what really matters.
0: Can I can I say something since I'm not the basketball
2: sure fan? If you're gonna cut off my speech, but yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah,
0: because you're you're gonna keep going for a little while. I am because um, I know there's listeners that aren't basketball fans, and okay. that um, I yeah this impacted me just as much as it did you guys mm-hmm. in a way, and it's kind of interesting because I didn't watch basketball games at mm-hmm. all. Like so, it's not from Kobe's um, athletic ability or his achievements. It it's something you know. Sometimes people represent more than that, and there's Mm -hmm. something in them that represents more, and you feel the loss. You know, as you was it you that said something about like he represented L.A. or whatever. It's like he had it was like the heartbeat of L.A. Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, it's just it's just that's what I think it is. United,
4: I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, but definitely L.A. Yeah,
2: it's it's been. Hard for me, like I could give you. I'm gonna try to list every reason real quick. Seven yeah. quick reasons. Yeah, because we haven't
4: gotten to the other layers of it, you know.
2: Because he's a month younger than me. Mm. Oh Jesus! Mm. So every time, like yeah. through since high school, when he was the top high school player, in me of being a huge basketball fan, I watched him. Yeah. And just seeing him that grow as yeah. a person, it you were on parallel paths. I'm on parallel paths, and thing. and I think our listeners experience similar things, and you guys. When there's someone that's close in your age, you kind of watch them and see what's going on They're like They're into the same music mm-hmm. usually. They mm-hmm. they know the same TV
4: shows. It's like you grow up with them.
2: It's like, okay, that's one. Uh, number two, out of everyone in my kind of age, born in 1978, that's, you know, mm-hmm. the young 40s, he would be one that you would figure is immortal. He just mm. felt like he was... Yeah. not you know he he wasn't didn't do drugs he didn't right you, you know he didn't seem like the person that did anything risky to jeopardize his life he was cool being retired right just living right. A, the, the simple family life coaching his kids playing sports writing books mm-hmm. um so it felt like he, he was will, safe he was safe he was going to grow old and be a grand- going to
4: hear about an so, overdose or something
2: exactly so when that happened it jolts you that Right. It, it, it jolts your, you know, beyond just the Kobe Bryant, beyond right. the person, um, all that good stuff. It still jolts you in another way. Number three, the fact that it happened, you know, across yeah. in, in Calabasas. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know,
4: is, which is down the street from our father, which is about no, 10 minutes uh, from where I live and even closer for you. Yes.
2: So even to the point where looking out the window, you see helicopters yeah. circling yeah. A, A it was tough because it reminded me of Uncle Michael's passing mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. helicopter circling and there's not many instances when that happens. Right. You know, when helicopters are circling and and it's just so strange, so surreal seeing that and feeling that circling vibe, yet on T V they're talking about it. On the internet, and it's, so it's on it and it's so close.
4: And it's and it's affecting And the it's affecting
2: world. the world. Um Another, like I said, another thing is when Uncle Michael passed, I did have a short conversation where he seeked me out and basically said, you know, as you guys know, your uncle was everything to me and however I could be there for Mm -hmm. your family, let me know and I'm there. And I remember, again, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan because I was a Spurs fan, not him as a person. He's always been an amazing person. I've always said that. He's Mm -hmm. an amazing person. But as a basketball player, I always had to root against him. Mm -hmm. Um so it wasn't necessarily the L.A. thing for me, but he was such a genuinely nice guy who wanted to help. And to know that his family's in a similar situation, it's just yeah. tough, you Cause know, we because can cause we can relate. There's not yeah. many people who, um, you know, I, my heart still breaks for, for his wife and kids. And of course it breaks for everyone on the, mm-hmm. the, the plane uh, I'm sorry Helicop- on the helicopter who lost their life all those families as you guys know we know all their families it's are are it's incredibly it's changed forever mm-hmm. and it's the biggest tragedy for every single person on the helicopter and every family member who has to deal with it mm-hmm. um I think it's just for me it it resonates <sighs> even deeper because I know the world it's it's kind of like what yeah. we and and our cousins have to experience with the songs. Other late, yeah, you hear the music you drive the in the car and you could stuff. be yeah. thinking about something and you then can't you, hear it. It. you can't avoid it. Or it's on the news yep. and you know, and it's gonna be a similar thing with them when they whenever they drive by Staples, and, they and see 'em. Basketball, or, period. Or a basketball move.
4: And that and and I was again, I was talking to Casey about it. It's it's there's times where like I said with Uncle Michael, there's times where you'll be driving and you won't even you'll be okay, and then Billie Jean will come on. Mm -hmm. There's times where it'll make you laugh and you'll feel good and you'll be proud and, you know. And then there's times it'll come on and it'll make you cry. That's right. You know, so it's both ways. And I think, you know, I think about their family and there's going to be times, you know, just that's just the impact, you know, of the world loving um, Kobe or loving MJ. Um, There's so many people that are inspired by him you know yeah. and and he's a legend he will never die he's a basketball yeah. legend he's he's a legend period and um it's it's hard because it's a loss and it's always going to hurt um but at the same time i think there'll be moments when they're going to smile you know yeah. and be proud of course definitely but it's never going to be easy because you can't escape escape it because you can want to go to the park to get away but you may run into somebody shooting basketball with the number eight or number 24 Jersey. Yeah. And and
2: that's the, when that's your father or that's your husband, that's, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard.
4: So you can't escape it, you know? Um, but we haven't even went into the other layers of it. I mean, just the, I mean, that's the basketball world of it, you know, and, and it, him being such a high impact on the basketball world in LA but then you also think about the human side of of his daughter being with him mm-hmm. and the families you know um that's very difficult too as a as a father and I don't have a daughter but it doesn't really make a difference but as a as a parent and siblings you think about the family and um for it to be uh it's just yeah. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts and I I don't know um I just feel for them. I just feel for them and and you really really still 3 days removed like you said, you still feel it in in LA. Mm. Whether you like basketball or not, you just feel you just feel it. People are um you can be eating somewhere and you can just look across the table and you can just see pain. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, you I know? I've had to take several meetings um since then and it's it's blatant yeah no one it's unavoidable you know with people Mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's the top and everyone has the same similar feeling where you just can't focus something feels off it's
4: like uh, Popovich they said when they they played the day that Kobe passed they had a basketball game he said great game we lost who cares yep and that was like summary just nothing really matters right now Uh,
2: and did you want to say something? Trash? Um cuz is this part of the
0: it. yeah, is this part of this topic in terms of like just cuz we talked about um you know how they the NBA made the teams play the day that mm-hmm. he um we should later on we can talk about yes. was that the right decision or wrong right. decision because,
4: because yeah, we yeah, we have
0: talked about that in the past but yeah. but keep going. I just want to bring that up so that we, no, and we kinda can kind of gauge that as well cuz that's something I'm because interested in.
4: Because we we did discuss, you know, moments of things like this. Is it is it right to play like we i think we were talking about concerts when yeah. there's a passing do you do a show or do you cancel it what's the right thing to do and in this situation there were basketball games scheduled and um you know some players just couldn't focus some people were saying why are we even playing some huh. wanted to play yeah some wanted you to play. Know? And some yeah.
2: said that kobe would want us to play yeah, so. yeah exactly
0: but that's so, the thing it's like everyone's different everyone's different me. i um,
2: I, I I think it's a tough position for the league. I think them postponing the L. A. Lakers and Clippers game was the right move. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tougher. Um, but you know, it's you could critique either direction. Yeah. So it's were tough. they
0: forced though, or I mean, could, was I, it no, an option? You, so they could have. not I don't know showed about up.
2: canceled, but but I think with no didn't talking team, about the game. I meant like the players. Player. Players didn't cancel. A lot it, of the big players didn't play.
4: A lot of yeah. A lot they of have to show up to? though. No. Some of them so, did not. Some of them did not show up. Okay. Some of yeah. them. Okay. That's, okay. And,
2: and like even the Spurs didn't have a couple of their players not playing. So they um, didn't even have to come to the thing. They could Well, a lot home. of times they found out while they were ready to yeah, start. I yeah. So, like, I saw the them.
0: LeBron one where he got off the. Yeah.
2: You know. So I, I think it's a, such a tough. There's no it really is. precedent on how to handle, handle this. That. And I think it's one of those things where they're, I think they did as good of a job as they could, to as be honest. As long as
0: they allowed both sides, you know, both ways of, of it, grieving. I th- I personally
2: think the way to do it is the team has a meeting. If they think they could field a team and it and it makes sense to play it. Right. If they don't feel they could film, field a, a proper team, then cancel the game. Yeah. Cause
4: and they did, in, in fairness to the NBA, they did honor him. All the teams were taking a 24-shot. Clock violation Yeah, in honor um, of his number, 24. his number 24 or they were taken an eight second backcourt violation in, in honor, honor of his other number, both yeah. of them which were retired yeah. by the Lakers.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, it's one more thing because um, there are some phone calls coming in, but the other thing is the logo. Yes. Very That's just 40 thing. Years. And what I didn't know is three years ago, he actually said he doesn't want to be the logo anymore. Oh, okay. I didn't know he said that. I didn't know but that either. In my opinion um it has to be Kobe
4: there's been um I saw it I don't know if there's like mock ups and stuff, but I saw a logo where it's like time to change the logo and it's, it's time, and it's Kobe, and it's um it's time i just think,
2: i think he he stood for so so much positivity within the basketball community. it's time he's the right person, and you know some people can argue. It should be this person, you know, or that person, but I think it's beyond just stats and beyond. Yes, it's about the person.
4: I think it would symbolize so much more than just basketball. Mm -hmm. If it were him, I I think um, this is a a tremendous loss for just the NBA world. Um, I think I think he. uh, I I agree. I think he should be the logo, and I think it has more meaning than just basketball.
2: All right, we'll take one quick phone call. and then we'll continue on our conversation. Who is calling into the Power of Love show?
1: Hi, this is Alicia. How are you? Hi, Alicia. Hi,
2: Alicia. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, but um, this uh, what happened with Kobe was has really hit me hard. Um, he was from the Philadelphia area, and so so am I. Um, my dad and I went to a celebrity basketball game with him there playing um right before he went pro and when he did go pro i remember my sister and a friend of ours we were all talking about whether he should or should go to college or um and um i thought he should Uh, my sister and my friend thought that you know he could always go back you know what what, what was what was the harm um (laughs) and just like you tj Um, we're the same age. I was born uh, in in January of 79, so
3: I just turned
1: 41. But um, it just, it it hit me harder than I thought it would because I'm not a big basketball fan. I am a fan, but just casual Mm -hmm. and uh, it, I don't know. It it just, this one hit me almost as hard as when your uncle passed. Mm And I don't know if that's because of the age and just hmm. being from the same area or um, but it just it just took me out. and I, it's not as bad as it was, you know uh, Sunday when the news started trickling down, but it's it uh, yeah. yeah, yeah
2: and and Alicia, you yeah. two things. you are not alone. Uh, there's millions of people feeling the same way you are. And then on top of that, you know, as I know you're a, a big time listener to the show. There's nothing wrong with how you're feeling. I want to yeah. make sure that's a, right. uh, that's apparent and known. There's no right or wrong way to grieve, and again, it's a blessing of us doing our show. That's something I learned. Um, there's nothing wrong with how you're taking it. So I think at this moment we just have to take it day by day. I remember Sunday I had a whole things planned um you know i was actually going to go live on social media and then right before i was about to push the button um i got a phone call Mm -hmm. and um you know it it changed the whole trajectory of 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 my day and i haven't been able to really recover since i've been trying to Mm -hmm. get into the regular routine but something will always keep throwing me back um but alicia thank you for the phone call we appreciate it
1: Thank, thank
2: thank you all right take care Wow. yeah um oh man
4: yeah it's, I, it's really tough
2: you know what What was interesting when alicia said that and this is something i had been thinking about as well is that um it, it obviously is reminiscent i think for all of us it's tough as well because it's reminiscent of uncle michael's mm-hmm. passing mm-hmm. um it's just jolts you when that person passes but what's so interesting and this could just be me but i I didn't think someone else's passing could rock me this long um in this way right and I think it like i we said it's a combination of all the other things and the fact that he's with his daughter um yeah. you know he's he's trying to help her become live yeah. out her dreams so all those variables letters. but this is the you know what people don't have to understand is you know and Taj and Tara, you guys know but for the last what 10 plus years since uncle Michael passed, you guys have been stopped and people have told you how much that day Mm -hmm. was tough for them and how much uncle Michael meant to them. And from the inside, I never got to really feel that Mm -hmm. because it was in the inside. But now that I'm kind of in the outside and experiencing something similar, I get it. Yeah. Because like if I ever come across, um, the kids or Vanessa in the future, um, I understand how when people are coming to us yeah. mm-hmm. where they're at and mm-hmm. I never got it like mm-hmm. that. Do you mind? Um, no, you guys no I
4: get it. I get it. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about people that they're legends. They changed, they changed, you know, they had an impact and um, they're, they're, they're people that when they did something, you remember where you were when they, when it happened. I just think it's
2: someone's like in this situation, there's a helplessness. From, from me, mm. the, to, for them, it mm-hmm. feels like it. Mm-hmm. Whereas when Uncle Michael passed, I was the one who was supposed to be receiving yeah. help and support. Where for this, I feel like I should be giving mm-hmm. support, and I can't, right. or it doesn't feel like I can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for various reasons, but that's something that's hard, and I, and yeah. I, I now kind of can relate to how everyone felt yeah. in right, dealing right. with us, if that makes right. sense. I get it, Todd. You look like you were going to say something, um, and you don't come up for air often. So no, no. when you do, I, 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 I like really say it right
0: now. I did, but it's I, I, you know I got to be careful about interrupting. I'm trying to be a better person.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well. No, it's just <clears throat> I think I spoke last last week about simplifying mm-hmm. my life and things, and and I've been trying to clean out my closet and get rid of things, and it's um, crazy because I've been throwing away all kinds of shoes. Price does a lot of stuff with Nike, so I threw away all my Adidas stuff, shirts, <laughs> shorts, everything, and and I had some shoes that that I was throwing away. Just I haven't worn them, get rid of them. And there's there's these sneakers I haven't worn them probably in four or five years, and I couldn't throw them away, yeah. and they they were Koves,
2: uh, Adidas. Were,
4: no, no, they were Nikes. Okay. I kept them, um, so but say. from when I played basketball back in yeah. you know with you guys. Um, and I, I don't I've never they're they're a little sh- small because I wear them tighter when I play basketball, but it, so I had all the right to throw them away. But I just they're Kobe's no, like I can't, can't throw those. Kobe's away. No. Um, and then just you know growing up my number's always been sixteen because my birthday's August eighth, so it's eight eight and that's sixteen. And then eventually I started wearing number eight for mm-hmm. basketball, and it was it was for Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I've I've been a really diehard. Kobe fan Mm -hmm. you know and and I just I remember where I was his very last uh game he played basketball it was uh at Jerry's I was watching him play watching him do his thing Mm -hmm. once again Kobe being Kobe coming back having that incredible game and it's just you can hear everybody just um cheering for him in in the restaurant you know just one last time just being great um one of my favorite memories was going to a Clipper game where they were playing the Lakers and this was when the Clippers were pretty much better than the Lakers and because it's they both play at the same same uh arena, arena the Clippers and the uh, Lakers both LA teams And it was quote unquote a, a Clipper game so the Clipper crowd um was larger than the Lakers crowd and i remember uh, every time kobe would touch the ball they would boo and you know they were beating them and then in the fourth quarter kobe just did his thing once again and slowly but surely and this is a clipper game. Um, he kept making these shots and shot after shot and his team's slowly catching up, and then they they took over, and all of a sudden the whole arena is chanting Kobe. I will never forget that.
3: Mm.
4: But um it, it it was such a it was such a change that he became like, you know, everyone was rooting against him because he was the one person, you know, they were rooting for their home team. And all of a sudden, he had the whole arena just chanting his name because you couldn't deny his greatness.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but those are those are moments that I'll remember forever. And I and I equate that to yeah. people coming up to me, and, and it's funny because Andrew Miller's father is one of them, where where they come up to you and it's like, man, that moonwalk, you know, when yeah. he did, you know. The, yeah. So I get that. I get yeah. it now because I never really understood, but now I get that when you experience that life changing moment, now I can understand.
0: Well, I, I think also the one thing about the similarities, there's a lot of similarities between Kobe and Michael Jackson, but yeah. a lot of it has to do with the drive for perfection, but also putting in the work. Mm. And that's the thing. It's when you see someone like Kobe, you know, in his last game and, and he, he, you know, shoots, what was it, 60 points? Or
4: 61. 61 points.
0: And um, and you see that, that's from, you know, decades of work and, yeah. and practice and and. and and, you know, shooting thousands and thousands of, of shots and stuff like that, and you know it, and you see it, and you see the progression, so you know. <laughs> like, there's something about appreciating the hard work, just like when Uncle uh-huh. Michael would, you know, do um, dance every Sunday for hours, and, and like that whole day would be, you know, practicing his dancing. It's something about seeing that reward, you know, in a way. And people get got to experience the hard work that he put in you know kobe put in and i think that's also something yeah. because a lot of people make it seem easy you know like they, they yeah. don't show the hard work and mm-hmm. dedication they just you know they just show up and mm-hmm. and i think that's the thing it's like um there's a lot of hard work and i think that's what kobe exemplified he exemplified you put in the time and energy and, and the mindset you know the mamba mm-hmm. mindset but you or me
2: i don't know well it had it had to be me right yeah
0: yeah okay because i was Cause not, you're not the, touching. No. You're been... But hey, Sirius has been listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it doesn't well, surprise
2: me. I'm gonna say this too, and I don't wanna spend much time on this, but I think another way and it's uh, this is just terrible. And I'm debating on whether I should say it, but it's it's what's going on. And um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have seen, but they've started to bring up this prosecution or the, the oh yeah. the allegations yeah. that yeah. were made on Kobe. Yeah. Oh. I did but, not see yeah, it's still oh, yeah. and that's really upsetting me mm, because it's I did not see it's that. so wrong and and this is another reason why I'm just done like literally done with media and yeah. mass media because it's like all they care about right. are clicks. Mm-hmm. Anything that's going to get you. It's like there's nothing that's relevant for that to be happening at this moment. I don't think at all, but especially in this moment to warrant that except if they want to keep the story right. going. Right. No consideration for his family. And, you know, and it's just wrong. And, you know, it, it makes it's me wonder really, if in eight to ten years, if there's going to be a documentary. You know what I mean? It's and, heartless. Yeah, that, that's what I'm... it's so wrong.
0: They're already planting the seeds. Yeah, they're
2: it's planting the seeds to bring, um, them, to bring them down, back down mm-hmm. to earth because...
4: Instead of being celebrated. Instead of being celebrated. It's, it's heartless because at the end of the day, it's all about money. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's upsetting i didn't I didn't know that was coming, obviously, oh, yeah. I know about it, but the thing that and and that's the thing about Kobe, and I think that's why so many people are affected by it. Nobody in this world is perfect.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: you know what I mean um and I think that journey of up and down moments with Kobe and the way he he came back from that moment, you know and still was successful and still overcame all of that. And um, you saw that into his second career, his second act, as some would say, um, it is. It's disappointing if that's starting to come up. It's starting to come you up. Know, it's like it's already on ESPN, and and yeah. and, the, and as well, you know, there's no there's no respect yeah. anymore. Just the way um the way the news came out mm-hmm. because the way the the structure, the way it's it's supposed to go to relay the news to to. To the relatives, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't happen with us either. We've it didn't gotten... happen with us either, and and that's scary because, like you said, it's all about the clicks. It's all about the being first, being first, getting the headlines, getting all. It, and it, it's like we're losing touch with with being humans and caring about each other. Well, do you have something? I,
2: I just want to clean up something, Terrell's saying, because I know how he feels. And when you saying we make mistakes, you're not. And I know, I'm just cleaning this up. Terrell's not saying he feels Kobe was guilty of a crime. Kobe made a mistake. He wasn't perfect in in the infidelity aspect of it. No, he wasn't perfect. But he's not saying he feels he was guilty and he should be able to ignore that. The truth of the matter is that no one perfectly knows Mm -hmm. except Kobe and this person. But I have a hard time, especially being the nephew of Michael Jackson and knowing how he was, feeling that Kobe's most likely innocent. So well,
4: I, th- I don't I don't even know too much about the case. What's the, the case? Yeah, the, mm-hmm. it's, All I it's I know
0: exactly. Like Uncle, the more you know, the I, more I don't you, know will bother you because
4: you, you'll see that he was in it. It's a, yeah. it's exactly. The oh, same I'm sure. Thing. I'm not. I'm not going into detail of the case. Yeah. What but, I'm saying is is that there was infidelity mm-hmm. and and. It was in the ch- in the eye of the. It's kind of like the Tiger Woods thing. And he had to he, come back from that with yeah. his family, fix his family life and yeah. his career because there was a moment where everybody was against him. And he did and a he heck of a job. You know, doing I don't know too much about the case. I don't really.
2: I just want to clear that up because I don't yeah, want people to think exactly you
4: thought he. was... I don't know. I was I was going to was gonna say, say you, to you know yeah. the,
0: the the race to be first. You know that was that's a very dangerous um, thing because. You know, there's that little thing in the mix at one point that Rick Fox, you know, was yes. on, the, on the helicopter. And I just saw a tweet from him basically saying, you know, you, you can't imagine what that did to me and my family. From, to, from Rick Fox. Yeah, yeah. or did to, to my family, because they probably were panicking. Not knowing and t- how do
2: we fix that' Because this is a serious issue that's only going to well, get worse, and it's so I wrong mean, to do no, it only it a lot of it's t m z
0: you know a lot of it starts with t m z because everyone was competing with t m z they're the they're the first ones on the scene, and it's like they don't have they don't get any repercussions. there should be repercussions yeah. for accuracy, like literally yeah. that's the problem, that's and there right isn't there. it's like oops, my mistake, be and then penalized. that's it. penalized you you can't just there, severely
2: penalized there needs to be exactly penalties for inaccuracies as well as protocol when someone loses their life, what you can release and what you can't release prior to the family. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what government, they're not supposed to do that. I don't know what government agency would, would, you know, would monitor that and make sure that's enacted, but someone, and if there isn't one, we need to make one because we're now living in, in a different world with Mm -hmm. social media and words can spread. We need to, as a society, figure out some type of organization that does that or, a bureau or agency or something that does that mm-hmm. um, and it's so unfortunate that well, that hasn't happened yet
0: they used to i mean there should be that's a problem we have i mean it's not a bad problem but we have freedom of the press but that also doesn't mean that you can just you shouldn't be able just there's to there's no anything. responsibility there's no responsibility the
4: press needs some responsibility and yeah. some and some guidelines because they don't care no they don't yeah. at the end of the day if they get the clicks that it doesn't matter yes if it's, it's, and it, that's the problem true or false
2: um I, I i don't know i mean obviously it's
3: <sighs> i was gonna ask
2: something but i i i, I want to also be sensitive to anyone else but i don't know did you guys want to say anything else i
4: don't know what you're, you're talking about it. yeah i know no I know. just um there's there's a lot of uh i saw jay williams and a and a few other people mention things as such as you know when there's Something like this, it just makes you think about any um, conflicts you're having with somebody or, you know, mm. if you're not speaking to somebody or anything, eye put openers. that aside. Yeah. Eye openers, yeah. you know, and it's so true. It's yeah. so true. And I I can, I can honestly say that I'm not... Uh, that hit home for a lot of people, and a lot of people are like, you know what, I need to do this more, I need to do that more. Um, I don't feel that... I agree 100% with that statement. I don't think that I I got that message because of what we've been through. I've yeah. always had that. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. always Since had, mom, I've had that yeah. eye opener. I've never I've had that and I live with that. But for some people, and I th- it would probably be people that haven't really experienced sudden loss. Yeah. You know, but because we have, I've oh, I know what it feels like to have something taken away from you without any warning. Or without any notice and, and I know what that can feel like. So um it's it, it shocked me a little bit how this really hit home for people and, and how um they they were in a place where it's like none of nothing else matters. And it's so true. It really is. And it's easy for us to get caught up in stuff that's not really relevant, you know.
2: Were you gonna say something? No. Again it looked like you were. It but, always looks like um I, I wise think man. <laughs> i found myself online doing research trying to figure out what these you know helicopter radio calls mean and and, oh, and that, trying to yeah that's and of course i went through three hours of that's yeah that's not mm-hmm.
3: that's not and healthy
2: though it's in and that's what i was trying to figure out yeah that's what my question is that healthy no. or is that no not? no because
0: it doesn't matter at the end of the day no, no, the no. i'm not saying
2: trying to blame no no or, no, or no, saying, no, no i know no. but
4: you're trying to put pieces you're to trying you. to understand correct yeah, so
2: yeah. why is that not helping you wait, wait,
4: wait i have to i have to ch- you go ahead and you explain because I, i'll answer that because why is that not
2: helping me doing research and trying to figure out trying to get un, all the details and understand what happened sure because because i don't real quick, think a lot of i think mm-hmm. a lot of grief specialists would disagree and say if that's what you feel and it is could be healthy because it's you're dealing with the grieving process and you're 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 following your route mm -hmm.
4: so here's my answer to that yeah i think everybody grieves differently Mm -hmm. just like should you play in a game or should you not play i think everybody grieves differently for someone like you if it helps you if you need to have as much understanding as you can to process it and, it, and that will help you move on, then I think it's fine. Mm. Um, if you're somebody that doesn't want to know, or it's going to complicate things and make it harder, then I think it's okay not to, to do that. Because I think where Taj was going, where it's not good, the final outcome is the final outcome. And there's nothing, because I, I started that. Mm-hmm. I started that. And you start feeling like, I don't, it's very strange. It's like you you're looking for ways to, well, if you could have did this or you could did that, and I think it's because you just wanted somehow for him to be rescued or for it to not happen. You know, if this would have happened, then we could have did this or we could have went that way or why don't we turn this way? The results are the same. Yeah, you'll well, never change the the end result.
0: Exactly, and also I just believe that you said three hours. That could have no, been th- it was that could have been three hours of posting kobe quotes or you know or something in a positive way instead in, in that way and i know you did already i yeah. know you did like in, in that way but i just think in terms of like i'm always a firm believer just turning that energy that's like that's
3: see but that's like maybe that's past what, like for example
0: to future energy.
2: I, I remember on thursday night or friday night so about five days ago i looked at the forecast just to see what the weekend forecast mm-hmm. was going to mm-hmm. be and I remember Saturday was like 75, mm-hmm. and then Sunday was like 67, and then Monday it was like 77. Okay, And I was like, dang, we're going to drop that much for one day. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday night, I went out, came back, and was driving up the hill, and had to go the slowest I've ever had to go because it was so foggy. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking about all these little kind of foreshadowing right, right. moments yeah. that happened prior yeah. To the actual accident. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you guys know, I don't have the best memory, but I'll never forget those two scenarios yeah. leading up. Yeah. And then the next morning, it was bright and clear as can be. Yes. Yeah. So then it's yeah. like... Why couldn't it? Why couldn't stay? It? And, and it's kind of what you're saying, Terry. You're like trying to figure a way trying to, to make wish it. wish you could, yeah. Change it. But... Because
4: uh, we were, we were going to plan on going to see... Um, we were going to go to the park mm-hmm. and film a little bit um because adrian had some audition thing mm-hmm. and then we were going to go visit grandma that was going to be our plan and then um we looked outside the window and it was it was it wasn't a perfect clear you know sunny day it looked kind of gloomy and we said we'll just do it another day and before we could go out to uh see grandma this was going on this mm-hmm. is rattling i think sorry okay. um but yeah i noticed that too the very next day it was clear skies and and uh, it makes you just like why couldn't this be yesterday or why couldn't he have to travel on this day, and you'll you'll I think you'll just run around in circles it's, because there's so many things that you know could have went the other way, and you then, know, uh, but uh, the end results will never change. It's
2: and then the other aspect to it is it was a travel ball tournament which I had to do literally two weekends of every month mm-hmm. with Lexi, right. so I know that world. And it's one of those things where, like, I had a rule where if it was an hour or more drive, stay at a hotel type of thing, because you're wasting all this time. And I'm wondering, you know, there's like four seasons right there in Westlake. And and I'm thinking, why didn't he just stay there? And if he had to be back and but then I'm learning he was in church that morning and there's something for his other daughter at night. And it's just him trying to cross all those boxes for the family.
4: And it became it became a routine for him to, to fly. You know, I, yeah. I, I've i seen interviews where, you know, in the beginning and that's just and it's sad because that just goes into him being the parent, being the father, wanting to be there for his kids. He he said his routine would would be, at, you know, he'd wake up at four, go to the, the Lakers facility, work, work out at five o'clock in the morning, you know, no. drive, drive home, take the kids to school and uh-huh. go back to drive back. To um, oh, practice facility, he would do that workout, come back, pick the kids up for school, sleep, then yeah. play a game. But as time went on, traffic started building up. Yeah. So it came to a point where his wife would, would say, have... "You know, I'll pick the kids up," and he was like, "No, no, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll do it." So that's where he started figuring out other ways to be back and forth, and he started doing the helicopter thing. And you know, he's like, "Cause if it was twenty minutes that I could have with my kids in the car, it's worth it. I wanted that." Because, you know, there's road trips and it just showed Kobe trying to do everything he can to be that great father, which makes it so much harder.
2: Well, I mean, I I can't speak specifically to how he was as a father. But again, knowing who he was and knowing how he presented and seeing the love from his kids, Mm -hmm. he was an amazing father And my heart. And I know your guys' heart is out for his whole family, but especially... Vanessa his wife and and his three babies that are still here um so I I I don't know it's just it's gonna be one of those things where I think it's gonna take me a while to completely understand and get through and and I hate even saying that because I don't I don't want people to feel bad for me or you guys because the ones who need all the support is his family his family his family because you know the truth of the matter is, in three four years, our lives will be very much the mm-hmm. same, um, whereas his and his family's they're always yeah is is altered forever. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to say yeah, before I we just, close?
4: um, I think there's a a lot of parallel as well with our uncle. Yeah. And Kobe, and I'll never forget um, the first time. We were in One time we were in Neverland. Not the first time, but we were in Neverland. And I remember Uncle Michael telling us, him um, up you know, the phone, is like, Who, Kobe, is he good? Yeah, that and was in just, New York. He just got off. Uh, no, it was in Neverland. No, there was one time in Neverland. He just got off the oh, both phone. Times? Yeah. Okay. He he just got off the phone with him. Mm-hmm. And our Uncle Michael didn't mm-hmm. follow sports. He mm-hmm. just didn't. If, if you were really good, he mm-hmm. kind of heard about you, you know? Yeah. And I remember him telling us, how his drive was incredible because what is it called when you when you spin you jump and you spin around and and you throw the ball in the hoop he said he just did a hundred of those that's uncle michael not knowing the the terminology but he's like his drive he's gonna be great you know and i i I just remember that when i think about kobe i think about uncle michael saying that and um there's there's other stories you know and kobe even talks about them but um were you guys just there job. when
0: when um, it was in Uncle Michael's office when Kobe called or he was talking to Kobe? or was that only me? Was I, it re,
4: was it,
2: it? I remember a New York incident in New York, and then I didn't remember the name, but I remember mm, there was a couple. But I yeah, I, I don't think I yeah, was. There's
0: one where it was on speaker. That was it. New
2: York. Okay. No,
4: there was also in Neverland, but maybe that was later on. Okay, but it's just it just shows it just shows you know. Uncle Michael's love and helping others and teaching. And, and Kobe, he did that a lot for a lot of NBA players, a mm-hmm. lot of college kids. And it just shows passing it on, you know?
2: And the other thing is, yes, his legacy is going to be as one of the best players to ever dribble and shoot and play basketball. But in my opinion, I'll always have him in incredibly high regards for um, balancing family and the pursuit of being the best you can and as well as giving back because he really tried to do something with so many different organizations. But what resonated most with me was for girls sports and girls basketball. And, um, I don't know. I just think that's very important that his legacy is just beyond just him as a Laker, Plus, was, it, him was, as a person.
4: Plus he was highly educated. Yeah. And I think he represented, um, he represent he spoke so many different languages and just all around just someone you can you can be proud of um i think you know we have a
2: little bit of time and i i think it's something important to mention any specific thing you guys want to say to the other seven passengers and their families <sighs> i mean or any because they're in this different unique situation where they're yeah. linked yeah. to Kobe yeah. and in a way will also hard. always be reminded same similar yes. way. Cause whenever yes. they see a Kobe Bryant Jersey or anything, it's going to remind them of their loved mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. So they're not completely immune. And, and you know, from the, mm-hmm. from the whole spectacle of Kobe Bryant passing,
4: right. passing and that, away. And that's that right there is, is difficult in itself because, um, I mean, we just spent on the whole 45 minutes talking about Kobe, you know, and there's other victims and um, not that we're not caring, yeah. You know what I mean. But that is something that's going to be hard for them as well, because it's almost like
2: does our loved
4: one not yes, matter as much? Exactly. Yeah. And that that's very tough, and it's hard, up. you know, because loss is loss, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's hard, just it's hard, you know, for them that those families as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, so hard. We got to make sure we give them the same love and support you know um but yeah i i uh i don't know how uh i, I don't know i don't know i don't know
2: yeah Todd, anything
4: no
0: i mean i think that's one of the things is just i was checking twitter to see if there's everyone kind of you know not agrees with us but just basically saying that you know that it hit them from different countries and stuff like that as well which is i think a testament to, to colby because I don't. I know him from basketball just because of the achievements he's made. But I don't follow basketball, and you guys yeah, know that. So yeah. for me, what's hit me about Kobe is everything off the court. Right, right. That's that's what I'm grieving in that way. And so I'm a good parameter in that way because I, right. you know, um, I I think I watched a little of his last game, and that was it, like in terms of that. Um, but I'll will never forget him also because he was he was someone that fought for Uncle Michael and yeah. and you know when Uncle Michael was gone he, he told incredible stories about Uncle Michael and you know I think that was one of the things that I always will respect from him I mm-hmm. know at the um, at Chloe's party or mm-hmm. uh, wedding. wedding sorry um, with Lamar it was that was another thing a great memory because yeah I, you know, I, I don't. I only met him, I think, once, and that was at that mm-hmm. wedding. And and you know that him talking about Uncle Michael, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, will always be a memory to me. And I th- just think, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect from yeah. him. You know, he's, you know, at that time he was the greatest mm-hmm. basketball player on court, mm-hmm. and I thought he was going to be stuck up or whatever. But he was really, down, you know, to, earth, down yeah. to earth and appreciative of Uncle Michael, and I'll never forget oh, that.
4: man.
2: All right. Well, we're going to wrap up the show. Um, well said to both of you guys. I, Thank you. I think it's just important to to cherish your loved ones, to <coughs> appreciate the moments we do have on this earth, to don't sweat the small stuff, uh, to be grateful. Um, it's it's pretty hard to be stressed out and and not feel your life is going the way or be depressed or anything when when you hear these kind of things. So, um, you know, I think we to end, I think it's important to say we have to finish our life and and do everything we can to do the best we can to be the best we can for not only our dreams and ambitions, but also for our family. And I truly believe this. I don't there's not many people I would put above Kobe Bryant who who went for both. And and I there's not many people out there that I could truly say just inspire me 100 percent all around. And he was one that did, you know, he's younger than me, but he's one that I looked up to, to be an amazing person, all around person. Um, And that's it. Just on behalf of Taj, Terrell, myself, um, three T and our whole family, we want to send the biggest condolences and the biggest love and and hug to the Bryant family, as well as to the other uh, families that lost their lives. Um, It's a a tough moment, but, um, you know, stay strong and and make the best of your life. That's it, right? Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week at 1 o'clock. And be safe and make sure you love your loved ones. Thank you for listening to The Power of Love. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Support for our Power of Love radio show comes from a variety of generous donors including supporters from institutions, individuals, and corporations through the DD Jackson Foundation. DDJF is a nonprofit 501 C3 organization.